welcome to the Fertility Podcast. My name is Natalie Silverman, I'm your host. This podcast is for you if you've basically found your route to parenthood hasn't been straightforward. I launched it in September 2014, once successfully pregnant, having had treatment. I've got a background in radio and felt that there wasn't really a British voice about this stuff. There was quite a few American podcasts. So I spent the last couple of years talking to fertility experts, those working in the fertility industry, and people like you and me who want to talk about their story to help others. And I hope that you find this interesting and do have a look around at thefertilitypodcast.com where there's all sorts of other episodes for you. And you can also subscribe in iTunes or Stitcher or Acast, a number of different podcast platforms. Now, today's episode is all about apps. Of course, we live in a world of apps and there are apps to track your cycle for ladies whilst you're trying to conceive. And did you know there's also an app for once you're having fertility treatments that you can actually put in all your treatment or your injections and everything and it will hold your hand every step of the way. So we're going to talk to some of the people behind these apps. And first up, we're going to speak to Kate Davis, who I've actually interviewed on this podcast before about her company, Your Fertility Journey, which I will put all the links to on the show notes. Kate works as a fertility practitioner. She's a coach and a nurse, so she offers you support along the way of your own fertility journey. Kate, how are you? I'm good, thank you. It's lovely to see you again. Lovely to chat with you. I can't believe it's almost two and a half years. I was one of your first. It's unbelievable. But I'm always watching what you share on Twitter because you do write a brilliant blog, which I'll put links to in the show notes. And the one I want to talk to you about is what you've written about the range of fertility apps because there are so many. So what would be your overview of the different fertility apps that there are available? Well, I wanted to write the blog initially because there are so many apps out there of various different accuracy. Some are apps that are just used standalone and some are apps with other methods, for example, a temperature recording method. And I think women do get really, really confused about what is a good app or monitor to use. So that's why I wanted to do a bit of my own research, um, looked into each of the um, ones that I could find currently on the market. And I suspect even since I've written that blog, there are more available now as well. And I just wanted to really nail down and see which ones were accurate and actually worth, worth purchasing. Some of them are, you know, you don't pay for. They're an app that you can just purchase on iTunes or if you've got an iPhone or through your Android um, phone. And, and some do cost more and come with with a a sensor. And I guess, in essence, you do get what you pay for. And I think I wanted to show women that actually just purchasing an app that worked using a calendar method, which is literally looking at a normal 28-day cycle and saying, right, you've got a normal 28-day cycle, therefore you ovulate on day 14. How actually rarely do women ovulate on day 14? And therefore, this calendar method of app is just worse than useless. It's actually not worth you using. And not only that, it just stresses you out. So I think the whole idea was to have a look at the ones that were the good and the the ones that are good tend to be the ones that are with a, a, a way of recording a temperature as well and really work out which would be the best ones value for money. And would you say the ones that are good come with a price tag? They do, but they don't necessarily have to be extremely expensive. There are some that are more expensive and there are some that are better price. Um, And I think it's just doing your research, having a read of my article and then making a decision on what would be right for you. I think that's really important. Okay, well, I will share all the links because there's so many different ones. There's one you can have on your neck and there's one that you can have in your ear. And the one that we're going to talk about 
is one that actually involves a vaginal sensor. Now, I'm curious as to whether any of the gents that are listening to this are going to be like, really, that exists? But tell me more about how it works. That's right. And that's a really, really accurate way of monitoring your temperature. So if you think about BBT, for example, generally you use a thermometer in your mouth. You shouldn't use it under the arm because it's not very accurate. So therefore a skin sensor, and there are some of those on the market for um, fertility apps and and monitors, aren't particularly accurate because uh, the way of uh, monitoring via skin just doesn't have the technology yet and whether it ever does I don't know so the main modes of action for correct BBT recording are mouth vaginally or anally now clearly probably not every woman wants to use the root of anally um, and the thermometer uh, that you use orally although accurate can be subject to disturbances so for example things like room temperature if you've had your mouth open if you've had that glass of water before you take your temperature if you're unwell and so therefore with the vaginal sensor and particularly with OviSense that it's able to take measurements every five minutes throughout the night so you're not just getting one isolated temperature the morning you're getting temperatures throughout the night and from a very 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 accurate um, area okay i was going to ask when you wear it so whilst you're sleeping absolutely take it out then in the morning wash it um, put it close to your mobile device and it downloads the data from the night before straight onto the device you wear it throughout the cycle you don't wear it when you're bleeding right reason with that although it's been highly tested and it's used um, very sensitive uh, material it's a class 2 registered device so meaning it's it's a medical grade uh, vaginal sensor um, we don't recommend that you use it during the time that you're bleeding um, various different reasons but one although we not, not have any um, information to say that's necessarily the case but just with a tampon you wouldn't need, like, want to keep a tampon in for too long um, with risk of toxic shock, toxic shock syndrome sorry I put my teeth in this morning um, <laughs> then equally you wouldn't want to do that with the sensor. So what you do is you uh, wait till your bleed is stopped and then you start using the sensor for the rest of your cycle. You can stop after after ovulation if you like, but I do tend to recommend carrying on um, after ovulation because I can get a lot of diagnostic information with regards to the luteal phase and the progesterone during the luteal phase. And what about what it looks like and is it comfortable to wear? Because that was my initial thought. It's about the size of a tampon. It's um, kind of white in colour. It's really, it's a lovely silicone. It's really nice and soft. Um, and it has a little tail that protrudes out of the end so that you can basically catch hold of that and pull it out. Um, it's really comfortable to use. And just like if you use a tampon, you generally don't feel it if you've got it in the right place. Or sometimes if you put a tampon in not quite far enough, then you feel a little bit uncomfortable. But again, with a sensor, as long as you pop it up nicely inside, and clearly it can't go anywhere. A lot of women are a bit concerned about their anatomy and worry that it's going to get lost. It can't get lost because you've got your cervix at the end, which won't let that through. Um, and then it just is nice and comfortable in the vagina and you, you shouldn't feel it. And um, What about any concerns people might have about any radio waves it's projecting out yeah well as far as anything projecting out it doesn't project anything out the only time that it does that is once you've removed it washed it and you put it next to the um, reader and then it will download the information so it's not downloading anything at all when it's inside you not at all. And there's just one size? Yes. And one size generally fits all. We've not really had ladies with any concerns about needing a smaller or a larger one. Um, ladies often um, 
prefer to take it out when they pop to the toilet. If they have to get up in the middle of the night, they'll just um, take it out and you can pop it straight back in again. It doesn't cause any problems with um, the temperature recording. So how it works is, as I mentioned, it, it, it um, takes temperature readings every five minutes overnight. And it's looking for your changes in progesterone, which indicate ovulation. Um, it, there, it, it takes these five minutes temperatures, so it's really, really, really accurate. A lot more accurate than, for example, using ovulation predictor kits, OPKs. They measure luteinizing hormone in your urine and they're not particularly accurate and give you false positive results especially if you have PCOS for example so it's a nice way of monitoring your temperature that is convenient you know you're not having to take that temperature first thing in the morning and it doesn't have the uh, subject of the disturbances in the same way that you would with an oral temperature and I guess it's one less thing to worry about if you can do it whilst you're sleeping you and just get up and go so to speak absolutely and I think a lot of ladies I've, I've found that when I chat to them they actually don't find it stressful they find it really reassuring and they get quite excited about taking it out and downloading their data and, and it plots it on a, a nice graph that you then can look at and you're looking for a biphasic curve so you're looking for temperatures in the follicular phase to be lower then you get the temperature rise and then you your temperatures then stay elevated in the luteal phase before they drop down at the time of your next period and our clinical trials have um, proved that obviously is able to predict ovulation so it gives you a warning of ovulation with 96% accuracy and confirms ovulation with 99% accuracy so it's very accurate it's brilliant and the feedback is people are so happy aren't they yes Incredibly. Yeah, I think they just feel they're learning something about their body. They've got an awareness of what's happening with their body, which is so important. They feel like they've taken back control, which often when you're going through a fertility journey, you lose that control. Mm. Um, it becomes very, very stressful. So they feel that they can really see what's going on. They're getting a great picture. We can then give them feedback on what's happening for their fertility. They can take this to their consultant if they want to, and their consultant can see and prove often, certainly with PCOS ladies, that, hey, actually, you know what? I am ovulating, just not every month. And I'm ovulating later in the cycle than anyone would expect me to do. So no wonder when I had that day 21 progesterone done that it was negative or that the, the result was really low because actually I hadn't ovulated yet. So it, it gives us so much information. What's about any concerns people might have if they're working shifts or they're not sleeping at normal times? Because there's a minimum time you have to wear it, isn't there? So we do have a lot of ladies, actually, that work night shifts and things like that. And it's fine. They can wear it when they sleep during the day, but they need to have it in for a minimum of four hours, which generally most people are getting four hours sleep at least night. Let's hope. Yeah. Now, I want to talk about cost of this with you. But first of all, about the community aspect that comes with it. So what is there available with OvuSense? There's lots of levels of support. Obviously, has a Facebook users group. That's a fantastic group of a good few thousand women, actually, who are incredibly supportive to one another. If they've got a query, whether it be a technical query or a, a, more of a medical query for me, then they're able to write this into the group and tag us. They all, all ladies will have free email access to me, unlimited. And also, they can arrange a consultation with me as well, where I can um, advise on how they can optimize their ability to conceive, look at their charts, give them some feedback um, and really help them move forward on their fertility journey. And then we also have a technical support from the girls in the office. So any concerns with their sensor or any worries about anything, they'll get an answer pretty immediately once they send an email. Okay, so pretty impressive service. And the price tag for all of that? There's two options. So if you if a lady wants to buy the sensor and the starter pack with one month free subscription to the app included in that, then that's £99. If a lady 
you would like to buy the um, starter pack, which includes a 12-month subscription, that is 199 And so anyone who just chooses to pay as you go, if you like, and there's just a fee, and I know you're probably going to ask me how much, and I can't remember, um, a fee for just using the, the sensor on a monthly basis. But the beauty of that is you can stop and start. If you're going on holiday and you think, I don't you know what, I just don't want to use it for a month, I don't want to think about fertility, then you can stop it and restart. Or if you get pregnant, clearly, which is what we hope, then you can just stop your subscription. Okay, well, we'll find out more details and put it all on the show notes. And if people are experiencing issues second time round, so secondary infertility, is this something as well that they can use? I mean, for someone like me who... Is thinking it might just happen naturally, even though we're probably going to need to have treatment again, but isn't really doing anything to monitor what's going on. It could be quite useful, couldn't it? Completely. And we've got a lot of ladies who um, have got secondary infertility that are using it to, you know, see what's happening, especially with, you know, ladies who are perhaps, a, you know, in their late 30s or whatever that really want to make the most of any time that they have available. And then, as I mentioned, we've got women who are using it while they're going through IVF, for example, to look at timing of any procedures that they're going through. So there's multi-use really interesting stuff okay it's been lovely to chat to you You're very welcome it's um, been lovely to talk to you again thank you and i will put that blog post about the different apps on the show notes as i said thank you kate thank you bye bye so kate's details will be on the show notes and next up we're going to speak to phil Druce, who is behind ovulationcalculator.com how are you, Phil? Good. Thanks for having me. Well, it's good to have you because I know you're about to embark on a lovely Easter break on a boat in Oz. And I'm sure your weather's much better than it is with me in Manchester right now. So do send some sunshine this way. Yes, I will do. So tell me a bit about your background and reasons for creating the Ovulation Calculator website. Well, I come from a tech background and back in... 2006, uh, my wife and I obviously wanted to try to have a family and uh, we were struggling. We tried for about 12 months, like most couples do, before they seek help. And then uh, when we went to get checked up, they found that basically I had a zoospermia where there was a a lack of sperm and we went through IVF and uh, eventually had twins. So um, it all worked out well in the end. Luckily enough, we got pregnant on a, a second IVF round. That's good to hear. And at that time, were you and your wife, were you using any kind of apps for her to track her cycle? Was she noting it down on a chart? No, no, not at all back then. This was 2006-2007 when we uh, first started to try for our family. No, we didn't really look online. We just went to the doctors. But even after we had the twins, the twin girls, I was still working in, in tech companies. And it wasn't until 2014, the end of 2014, that I actually got involved with Ovulation Calculator. So it was uh, quite a few years later. I bought the domain and started up a website and initially it was just using the standard uh, predictions, but we were gathering data. So I just thought if I can get data for women's cycles, then we can analyse that and see if we can try and uh, make those predictions stronger. Well, that's one thing I want to talk about, how you're different, because I can see from your website, you talk about how you privately and securely learn your users' cycles. So that's is quite a claim of how specific you can be. And obviously, when when you're using an app and, you know, you're reliant on it and you become so absorbed with tracking it when you're trying to get pregnant, you know, you, you, you're hoping that it's it's spot on. And, and you say you give your, your users the perfect information exactly when they need it. So without giving all your secrets away, how are you different to other ovulation apps? 
Initially, uh, we use uh, the standard algorithm to work out ovulation, you know, based on the last menstrual period and the cycle length and uh, luteal phase. Whilst we were collecting data, we started to analyze the data and think, okay, what can we ask for users or what can we get which could potentially pinpoint ovulation more accurately? Not for everyone, but for the majority. We, we started collecting basal body temperature, cervical mucus, cervix position, emotions, symptoms and we started to analyze that and try and find patterns and uh, our algorithms now what they do is they look at aggregated data after they've joined and they start giving us their data and their cycles we can start to match that with our aggregated data and well increase the strength of their predictions. Okay now I know you've got quite staggering numbers for the number of women using your site I don't know how up to date the website is but I saw over 350,000 women using the site each month and you've recorded over 3,000 pregnancies in the last 60 days which because you've got a really lovely online community a kind of message board and it's really nice to see people interacting and sharing their successes so that's obviously a valuable part of what you're offering as well. We built that probably about a year in. And uh, luckily, the community's been a really friendly and helpful community where the users are helping each other, sharing their experiences, so uh, supporting each other as well. Because you've got, as well, quite interesting people in your team. Robin, who's your one of your pregnancy experts, a trained doula, and has written numerous books. So you're always putting out content. And I know you've also had Dr. Alan Pace, who's been a, a guest on this podcast. So you've got a real range of people inputting. So it's not just an, a tracking app. That's what I was going to mention next. It's not just about the predictions as well. It's about the education. And we've reached out to a lot of experts. We say to our users after they've joined, you've got our tracking system where you can enter in all your daily cycle and we can help you with it, with your predictions. But, you know, even then, cycles can change from cycle to cycle. So you really need to read our knowledge. And we send them an email every few days just telling them about new knowledge they should read. And from the feedback we get from users, that's really helped them just understanding their body more and understanding exactly what's going on and help helping them know the science population. Even if the prediction's not right, they've learned something. We've helped them from our education and they can a lot of the time work out when they're ovulating from just from that power of knowledge. Phil, as far as how people can access the app, you just, as you would, go to the app store on your phone, download it. It's really user-friendly. Is it free? Yes, it's free. So we've got three platforms. You can use the website just by going to ovulationcalculator.com or you can go to the Apple App Store and find it under Ovulation Calculator or the Android Play Store under Ovulation Calculator. Okay. I was just looking at um, some of your must-reads. You've got a really broad range from talking about vitamins to the journey of sperm. So like you say, people can look at the website, ovulationcalculator.com, and and really get some more info. So I'm going to put all the details on the show notes for this episode so people can go and have a look. And um, it's really good to chat to you and, and understand you know, how it's all working and, and the figures are brilliant. I love that you keep updating how many people have got pregnant and how many people have visited the site. It's good to know. Yeah, so we've, we've now had over 50,000 uh, reported pregnancies, which is great. And how long's the app been going? The first website wasn't launched until April 2015. Right. And uh, the first app, the actual native app like for Apple, wasn't, wasn't released until uh, September last year. Three years. Wow. Not even a year in and you've had how many pregnancies? 50,000? Yeah, just over 50,000 uh, reported pregnancies. And they're, they're only from the users who've, who have reported one. There's a lot of users, obviously, who who get pregnant and men don't even 
bother telling us. Yeah, that's good work. Well, Phil, I won't keep you any longer because I know you're on your holiday. It's been lovely to chat to you. Okay, thank you, Natalie. Thanks for having me. Thank you, Phil. Bye. Bye. Now, the final app we're going to hear about is the one I mentioned at the start for once you're having fertility treatments, and it's called Nala, and it will take you through all the treatment. And we're going to speak to its founder, Paula Campos, in just a moment. The Fertility Podcast is supported by IVF Matters, the UK's first online fertility clinic where you can order tests delivered to your door, have scans at multiple locations and speak to consultants in the comfort of your own home. It's a truly unique way to experience your fertility journey and you can find out more at ivfmatters.co.uk. So I'm now going to welcome Paula Campos to the Fertility Podcast, a lady who I've been really keen to talk to about her app that she's developed as a result of her own fertility journey. So I'm going to welcome Paula. How are you? Hi, Natalie. I'm great. How are you doing? I'm really good, thank you. I'm glad we finally got a chance to talk because we've been on each other's radar for a little while now. The app is called Nala. And what I find fascinating about Nala, because I've been looking at different apps to discuss in this podcast, and what Nala does enables you to input your fertility treatment. I'm not talking about monitoring your ovulation. We're there. This is for once you're in treatment, whether it's IVF or egg freezing. And that is what I think is fascinating and really unique. So Paula, let's start with your own journey, because I know that that's what led you to make the app. What happened with you as far as when you discovered that you needed treatment and then and then the treatment that you had to have? Yeah, so um, Nala is basically a product out of my own journey, as you said. And almost four years ago, I went through IVF treatments. And at the time, you know, I went, I you know, I went to several doctors. I did what most women do. You you know, you check a few doctors, and then you know, I gravitated towards uh, one doctor, Vicky here in Los Angeles. That um, he was really kind. He gave me a lot of hope and I you know I was ready to do the treatments so when you go to these doctors obviously they give a lot of information and you know since this is not uh, something that uh, people discuss a lot I mean now it's a little bit different you know or you don't you don't read it you don't read about it until you think you need to do it so I went home with all the, that knowledge and information and then I started looking for apps that would help me put all that calendar in and all that paperwork in a way that I could easily check on my phone I was at the time traveling a lot for work I was really busy and and I'm, you know, I since this is something that I do for a living, you know, apps and things like that, I, I, I gravitate towards making my life be, uh, you know, surrounded by apps and things that really help my productivity. So, you know, I was looking for an, an app and I couldn't find anything at the time. And then I was talking to, to my partner, business partner, Neely, and, uh, you know, we're like, why don't we just do this? We do it ourselves. While I was going to, through the treatments, I was also founding my company. And, you know, it was a very stressful time to do all of that. That stuff, but that's sort of a, how knowledge started. It was really something that I knew there was a need for myself and for many women going through the same thing. So there is no reason why I, I shouldn't do this. When I was first trying, you know, to get pregnant, I was using an app to like monitor my kind of basal temperature and that type of thing. I mean, I that was my first foray, I suppose, into using an app for that type of thing. You've kind of shared that it was all like scribbling down notes and t- trying to keep track and I had a diary I was keeping a journal d- 
during my treatment um, that enabled me to to know where I was and know what was going to come and remember, like you say, there's so much information. So I know that there's kind of how-to videos within the app, but what else have you developed that, that you can use? So another thing that you know came out of, of this experience is I'm very precise about the things that I do. So when I looked at all of the, those papers and I saw, you know, illustrations and they were not really right and there was a lot of text, I wanted to make, to custom make those illustrations to show women how to inject the, the medicine. And, you know, we did this custom illustrations that, you know, with step by step information on how to do it. So you don't have to go through 20 pages of papers that you really don't understand. It's like why you're in the middle of the injection, you're handling paperwork and all of that stuff. So that is another thing that we wanted to add. In addition to that, a lot of IVF treatments, what happens is that women sometimes forget to, to take the injections. So we made sure that the app also gives you reminders and alerts when it's time to do it. And that that's, that's exactly what we wanted to implement. And that's another point that is very important on this app to, you know, to be able to remind women on all of that stuff. Because I think that's one of the biggest fears is that you're going to forget and I remember my clinic saying you know don't worry we'll, we'll keep reminding you along the way but you're you're so consumed by it that I guess knowing that you've got something in your pocket so I'm assuming at the start you have to input quite a lot of information into the app you have to make sure from the outset that you've got everything written down is it quite easy to navigate through it's quite easy you know we, we made sure that we uh, we you follow steps that are very uh, sequential. So you, you enter the, the medication name. First of all, when you uh, log in into the app, you pick your treatment. So let's say IVF. So the app is was made in a way that all medications associated with uh, the most common medications associated with IVF already populate are already populated on the app. So you're going to get a list of the medications that are, are most commonly used or you can add your own. Once you do that, then you can enter the duration, the time of the day, the frequency, at notes or you know take pictures of the of the injection and once you save that you will be uh, your calendar will display exactly the information that you input it and if you need to uh, uh, revise it because the doctor let's say told you that you need to up your 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 dosage you can simply add edit that medication and revise the dosage accordingly so, uh, so it's very very easy and also, uh, one of the things that, you know, I always wanted to see because, I, I again, I like to plan things ahead was to have an overview of my treatment. So there's a feature on the app uh, called Treatment Overview, which gives you a bird's eye view of all of your uh, medicines, uh, the appointments that you have. So you can, let's say, you, you know, you, you have a trip planned either for work or vacation, whatever it is, you are able to, um, just like, you know, when the doctor gives you a paper calendar, you will be able to kind of plan accordingly. So it was important to do that and also uh, give people the, the ability to share that information. So, you know, for example, my husband at the time, you know, it's like I knew a lot about it, but maybe, you know, he didn't just because he wasn't the one doing the treatment. So you can send that information really easily to a loved one if you want to, you know, if, if it's important to you. So we wanted to make sure that that was also available on the app. That's brilliant. I love it. I think it's a really good idea. The fact that you can share even, yeah, they can be made to feel involved, even if they feel, you know, that there's nothing they can do. That's the good part. Exactly. Because it's a very sort of a lonely journey. I think, you know, having that little bit of help, it's, it's, it's a great thing. Now, let's talk about price, because I've been looking at different apps as far as, you know, when you're trying to get pregnant. And when you're obviously now in the treatment, Nala uniquely does. And there is this 
I suppose, assumption with apps that they're free. And I, when I'd heard about Nala, I went through to have a look and I was assuming that it wouldn't be free. I just thought it would, I would probably have to pay for it. And I saw that it was $5.99 um, in, in dollars and I clicked on the, the British site and it was $5.99 in pounds as well, which I thought, gosh, that, that, that seems really reasonable because I bought like a special notebook when I had my fertility treatment. I probably spent that amount of money on a lovely notebook because I wanted to feel special. But I was quite interested to see that there was some discussion on your website about the cost. So just talk me through that because initially it was more than $5.99, wasn't it? Yeah, so I think it's a great thing to talk about and to really clarify. So the app at the beginning was $19.99 and uh, we started with that price last year around end of July, um, beginning of August. A little bit of background on on how we we did this. This is a totally self-funded project. You know, we don't have uh, partners, we don't have sponsors. That's why we are able to, you know, sort of give this one-on-one customer service to our users because we wanted to keep it that way and obviously there is a cost involved with it you know i know that the overall impression is that apps either cost nothing or 99 cents and i think it's a valid discussion to see why they cost this price but you know for us for example and for any other apps that really involve you know uh, uh users and making their lives better and make sure that the, the, you know everything works uh, correctly on uh, on their phones we have to you know every week we have to test the app we have to you know sometimes uh, when uh, um Apple releases a new update, things sometimes don't quite work. So we always have to be prepared for, for those uh, those situations. And that's why we have a little bit of a cost with this app. There's always maintenance that we always have to do. And it's just, you know, it's just how the app world works. You know, we are always going to be updating any features and things like that. So we want to make this better, you know, every day if we can. And charging a little bit for it give us that leverage. So you changed the price, though. You've dropped the price quite significantly significantly from the 1999 to 599 now. Yeah, from the beginning we had this discussion about the price many many times. After putting the app out there, we had probably two emails which is not that much about the price and I think it was really important for us to really respond to those users and explain why we were charging that price, but also it gave us an opportunity to rethink price and really uh, adjusting that, I think uh, it has been really helpful to a lot of women and we have no regrets on changing from 1999 to 5.99. Well, everything evolves, doesn't it? And you have to kind of go with what people want ultimately. I mean, I'm going to put all the details of the website and uh, the link to where you can get it in iTunes. You can. Does it work on an Android as well? Not yet. We are. We, yes, not yet. It's the, we don't just have the iOS version, and and the Android is going to come at some point. But yes, it's only iOS for now. Okay. Well, I'll put the details. I mean, it looks lovely, and um, I was interested about the name because I was googling because I thought Nala was a character in The Lion King. I know it's spelt a bit different, but Nala. Nala spelt how you've spelt it is also a town in Sri Lanka. Do you know that? I do know that. And we have a lot of uh, people that like our page because, from there because of the name. <laughs> really? So. Why is it called Nala? Yes, it's called Nala. If you, if you notice, my name is Paula. And that's how I would say in, you know, correct in Portuguese, it's Paula. So uh, A-U-L-A is the end of my name. And Nala, the N, comes from my uh, partner's first name. Her Aww. name is Nala. 
Her name is Neely, so Nala was sort of the best the best name that we could come up with. It, it's actually really hard to name a project, and you know we wanted to make this also a little bit um, agnostic and not you know call something like eggs or you know we wanted to stay away from the whole medical terms, and that's also one thing about the whole you know concept and vision of Nala. We wanted to make this you know look in a certain way and function in a certain way that it was sort of away from the whole medical view and terms and all of that stuff so Nala is a very broad name and we love it I think it's also very meaningful for me and her you know she was there with me every step of the way when I was going through my treatment so it was important for for us to kind of be together on this as well and about your treatments was I right in in reading that you'd had three rounds of fertility treatment was that not successful they were not successful but you know I had my baby and it's called Nala so it's uh, for one you know one great thing came out of it so I'm, I'm happy that I went through that journey you know it's uh it's uh my 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 chapter is not over yet but it, it's been a great uh, sort of a learning experience about people you know and and myself as well so it's uh it's been great well i think this is a, a brilliant brilliant app and you should be really proud of yourself and i know you're celebrating your fourth anniversary so happy anniversary for that with your company i'll put all the details on the show notes for this and i'm really glad that we spoke and we'll keep in touch thank you very much natalie it was a pleasure speaking with you thanks for having me you take care bye bye so thank you to all my guests fascinating stuff and i hope that some of those apps are useful to you the show notes for this episode are thefertilitypodcast.com forward slash app app really straightforward do go and have a look because all the different information about the apps and the people involved and their twitter handles and all their social media accounts basically are there as well as the blog posts that i mentioned and whilst you're looking you can subscribe to the fertility podcast there's all buttons there for itunes for stitcher for spreaker for acast and any feedback that you'd like to give me because it's always brilliant to hear from you just email natalie at the fertility and until the next time 